Welcome to Podcast Them Down. I'm Tim Regan from U.S. power metal band Burning Shadows, Fade to Black Metallica Tribute, Dual Violin Folk Metal Band Eisenmore, and Recently Vacated Graves True Zombie Metal. Be sure to subscribe, like, or follow. And now, on with the show. So, so a lot of this conversation, um, it has me thinking about... You know, we've 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 talked a lot so far about um, kind of the niche, uh, the niche nature of folk metal in the U.S. and local folk metal bands, right, right, and you know whether or not there's a way to to really get your name out there nowadays. You know, like 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 with Headbangers Ball, the the, the one thing I wanted to bring up um, is Shadow Shadow Woods Metal Fest because mm. you know. By all accounts, as far as I can tell, and and, and I don't, um, I don't, I, I know we know the promoters, but I don't know them particularly well. But Shadowwood seems to be one of those things that's quite successful. But if if you look at it on paper, it's it's not super different, I think, from Pocono Folk Metal Fest. You know, it's it's yeah. not like a super popular location. It's uh, bands that are you know cool and they're awesome, but they're not they're not like internationally renowned or anything like that. Yeah, you're uh, making a lot of enemies in Harvard de Grace, Maryland. Oh, Bone. <laughs> sorry, uh, but but it, I I I remember you know after hearing about the, the third Pocono Folk Metal Fest and, and hearing that it was like such a such a bad time for you, I was like, so, yeah. so what what is it that Shadowwoods is doing? Uh, it was a great time for me. Yeah, I had a great. You time. know, if that's any consolation. Oh, don't get me wrong. I had a blast too. It was just you know because again. No. I didn't realize it just hurts. Yeah. It just yeah. hurts when the bill comes in. Yeah, right. absolutely. But, but but I remember thinking of this like, what is what is Shadowwoods doing that Pocono Folk Metal Fest isn't? Yeah. More shadows, right? It's about More the same woods. amount of woods. <laughs> <laughs> now with now with twenty percent more woods. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know what? It's funny because. Um, yeah, I, I I did talk to uh, the promoter, uh, you know, of the show about that on some level. I actually wanted to have some kind of a I, in my mind's eye, I had like an idea of having like a round table of people that do American um, festivals, metal festivals, and just to sit down and kind of you know toss around ideas and and, and suggestions on what works, what doesn't work, and stuff like that. Um, but to your point, like on, you know, it's a, that's a much more diverse uh, festival in terms of musical styles. I mean, I, I'm just trying to like I remember looking at it and there was like four bands on. I was like, oh my god, it, you know, the, those are four bands I would love to see. And then, um, you know, there's other bands I'd never heard of, and other bands I'm like, wow, I'm kind of shocked that these bands were even on here. Um, I would say that I, my festival. It, to me, it's not a business venture right. at all. I mean, to me, this is just like a whim that turned into three festivals. I mean, it was really, I mean, I, I you know, I have no, like, um, I mean, I have an operations background as far as my work and stuff is concerned, but I mean, it really was like a dream in January to, you know, August, it, you know, it happened the first one. So it was like, um, I don't know any, you know, I don't know what I'm doing for the most part, other than I'm, I'm pretty organized. And, um, 
so why that festival works um i mean it's probably i think it's you know because it's more of an experience when it's you know you're out i think don't you get to stay in cabins and things like that or you're camping or something i think it's a big camp out and and yeah maybe maybe it's the i don't want to call it a gimmick because it sounds more derogatory than i intend for (laughs) right right yeah but it's you know something that makes it like unique i mean that was something that for the second festival i'd really I had a lead on like a campground, but it was going to be kind of way out of the way, you know, like, uh, like the Northern part of Pennsylvania. And it was going to be a lot of money to get the campground. I could have gotten it for a whole weekend, but then the, the logistics of it, like that it's so far away from where I live and yeah. to manage that and to, you know, but, you know, I think that is what's, What's great about Shadowwoods is that you know it's 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 kind of more diverse musically. It's more of an uh, you know full weekend experience. I think they were doing like classes or, or some sort of um, oh, yeah. I, I remember like reading some of the other things that were going on there. Uh, I don't want to say necessarily lectures, but there were there were some other cool things that were going on. You know, kind of like yeah. going to like a rent <laughs> fair on some level. You know, they should get Nick. You know? Nick can oh, yeah. lecture anyone for hours. Yeah, yeah. shield <laughs> making one hundred and one. Yeah. Um, but like it, it's, I think that's what's that's cool about. It. And I don't know, you know, what the costs associated with with that festival are and things like that. I can only speak to like what my personal experience was, and um, you know how. Uh, uh, you know, what, what the things that I did. And again, I don't know if I did everything a hundred percent right or what I did wrong. Right. But, um, you know, all I, I just wanted to make sure that I, you know, the bands got taken care of that, you know, people had a good time, that the vendors didn't lose a fortune. I mean, I always, you know, check in with them. They said, Hey, we had a blast. We, you know, if we didn't sell today, we'll sell tomorrow. And they were all good with all of it. So as long as no one, you know, left there with a sour taste in their mouth, I'm willing to take the loss. Um, but then to do another one would be tougher and I'd really have to get the, um, um, you know, the, I I would really have to have some more guarantees as far as how things went for it, for me to really want to dive into it again. And, um, you know, maybe it's, you know, a different venue. Maybe it is something, you know, trying to do something outside of the box or or incorporate some other type of uh, musical style. I don't know, but, uh, as far as yeah, I mean Shadowwoods, I think is is awesome. I mean, I, I made I bought a shirt. I've never been to it, but I mean, I I have a shirt, um, and it's just because I wanted to make sure I support. I try to support, you know, uh, even shows that I don't go to. I mean, I have tons of festival shirts of shows overseas and stuff like that. That you know, it's again, I just want I know how it is being on that side of it, and every every dollar counts, you know. Right. Yep. Yeah. So Shadowwoods five is scheduled for the end of uh, August. Tickets are 50 to $175. And instead of an address, they have uh, latitude and longitude. <laughs> hey, just like Blair Witch. Yeah. <laughs> D- different county than Blair Witch, but you know, uh-huh. it's the right state. Yeah. So it's, um, um, yeah, I mean, it's anyone who does it. I mean, I, I will give them, all the props in the world because it's it's not an easy thing to do and you know again i could take this festival i could transplant it to you know wherever and it could either be huge or it could or it could 
do worse. You just never know. It's it's an impossible thing, but all right. Um, I think I figured it out. What you need to do is take the camping aspect of Shadow Woods and also move it to a big city. There you go. <laughs> you can camp out in Philly or in New York or better yet, Trenton. We'll set San, up a- San Antonio Folk Metal Fest. There we go. We're gonna set up a homeless encampment in Central Park in New York City. We'll just have a show. <laughs> <laughs> encampment. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. It's uh I uh, I mean I just hate to say it, but it's like, you know, uh you know, unless it's a European band, um you know, uh, and I, you know, I'd love to get, a, let, let's say, um, uh, well, like the shirt I'm wearing, the, this band from uh, Sweden, they're called Utmarken. It's, it, uh, <laughs> um, I love them. Probably one of my favorite bands. I would love to have them come over here and play, but I just don't know if that would ever be a reality. Um, you know, unless they're on a bill with a bigger band. You know, because again, I don't think a lot of smaller bands are going to take the chance, you know, of you know trying to come over here and 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 again not be able to get back home or or lose a fortune doing right. it. But you know, um, I don't know. I, I you know, it's just it's 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 hard to figure figure out what you know people what the expectations are of you know, and I, I have no problem taking you know, criticism, like, you know, that this wasn't right. We didn't like this or whatever. That's only going to make it better. But yeah, all the feedback I've gotten has been nothing but positive for the most part. So, um, I mean, um, the only negative things, um, and I'll, you know, I don't know if even if, if this really was majorly on the radar or not, but, um, you know, I, I gotten accused, uh, at some point of being kind of a, a major, like a right wing sympathizer, you know, again, I'm going to just say it, you know, point blank, my show has no political affiliation with any group of any kind or right wing, left wing, none of that stuff. If you're a cool band and, um, you don't ask for an outrageous amount of money, chances are you'll probably be playing at the show and just keep your <laughs> politics at home. You know, a lot of the bands that are really, um, you know, uh, super intent on, 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 on being politically motivated are not really that great, you know, stick to playing music and don't worry about the message as much, you know, play music good first. And then, then you can decide what you want to talk about, but, uh, it always seems like everyone's just there to have a good time, you know, no matter what. So. Yeah. And then that's, you know, <laughs> that's why we play it. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> and, you guys get paid. You don't. You don't have to chase someone. <laughs> right. Looking for money, you can sell merch. You don't take a cut of the merch. You, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just uh, you know. Again, it's not an easy. You know, any any band that gets out there and can do it and um and be successful at it. I mean, you know, congrats, especially in this you know in this genre when you talk about folk metal because it's it's not easy. It's not uh you know, I mean especially here in the United States. I mean, Europe, I think it's a lot easier um, just because geographically you're so much closer. I mean, you know, you could be, you know, you could go from France to Belgium to the Netherlands to Germany to Italy to Switzerland, you know, all within a relatively short amount of time. But here, you know, to play from, you know, to play 
Baltimore and then to have to play uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina or something like that. I mean, you're, you're hundreds of miles. Right. So it's, you know, just geographically. And it's nice too over there. I mean, uh, um, you know, more set up to be a little easier and there's just way more. I mean, that fe- the festival in Europe thrives over there. There's, there's dozens of festivals uh, including ones that are just you know, kind of more folk metal based, like uh, like uh, Midgard's Blood is is a big one that's kind of more folk metal based, um, and there's a, there's a few other ones in like Germany and things like like um, Dark Troll. Uh, England has a couple of big festivals, so um, you know they, they do well there because again geographically, I think it works too because it's just you can you could be in Germany and have a festival, and you you could get people from. Belgium, Netherlands, France, Italy, Switzerland, Austria, Poland. I mean, you know, it, you'll you'll pull from a much wider demographic. I thought you were singing that Man of War song first. Oh, absolutely! Oh, <laughs> oh boy! Yikes! Yeah, listing all the countries. Oh, we didn't even get to South America yet. Um, well, I, I've got a good Man of War story. If you don't, if you don't uh, mind, I'll tell you when when. Uh, uh, Going back to Allentown, the man of war used to play in Allentown all the time. So they were playing. It was the Kings Metal Tour. So this was would have been '88, I guess, uh, somewhere in there. And uh, they had some, you know, local opening acts, and they had a little snack bar in the back of the airport music hall. And I go back there. There's no one in there except for Eric Adams from Man of War standing there eating a corn dog on a stick <laughs> I, I can i can vividly picture this it's it's and my jaw dropped i'm like holy shit eric adams from manowar he's like hey what's up dude i'm like oh my god i can't i can't believe you're standing here he says where else would i be like, I, I don't know so i i said hey i can't wait to see you guys and he says uh he says what are you what are you doing i said i'm just hanging out he says come on upstairs with me what? Now I am. Let's see, 1988. I'm 18 years old. I go upstairs. It's DeMaio, Scott Columbus, and Dave Shankle, because that's when um, Ross the Boss had left. Yeah, I was about to ask because that yeah. was that must have been right after that guy joined. Yeah, I mean, he was brand brand new to the band. They're handing me beers. I'm hanging out with Manowar for two hours, pounding beers with them. I am beyond wasted and then they go out on stage and they play the show <laughs> and they were and they blew the fuse box off the wall their, their their encore was um uh wheels of fire and just as they were the first note plays <laughs> spark all the all the lights go out and they say oh we did it again blew the fuse box so took them five minutes but then they went into the encore but you know i i just i mean that's that used to be you know that's the kind of fun you used to have. Like it, it shows was, well, like here's Manowar, you know, I'm drinking beers with Manowar for two hours, you know, <clears throat> it was, uh, it was awesome. It was one of the best experiences I ever had, but, uh, all right. So that's my Manowar. I mean, I, I haven't really listened to them recently because I, I, there's too, too much to the keyboard, not enough of the bass. <laughs> but I don't know why, when, when he went and when, when DeMaio just decided to become a keyboardist, but uh, it just <laughs> doesn't work for me. So uh, this is this is a very not metal anecdote. Uh, so so when my a friend of mine she turned seventeen or eighteen I don't remember 
you know, so, so we went, I took her to see one of her favorite bands, which is the cursive, which is, they're like an indie rock band. Um, and so they come up on stage and the front man, I believe his name is Tim K was drunker than I've ever seen anybody in my entire life. So in between every song, he is a mess. He is, he's just, he's just drunk gibberish just the entire time. We have no idea what he's talking about. And then he plays a song and it's note for note. Perfect. It's, he's the lead singer. <laughs> you know, so he's, he's singing perfectly, remembers every line, hits every note on the guitar. And then, and then the song ends and he's a mess again. It is the weirdest shit. I've like, seen that too. <laughs> just Lords of the Drunken Pirate crew. Everyone told me that their drummer was as drunk as they've ever seen anyone. And he went up there and I mean, he was playing blast beats for 45 minutes. I don't know how he was doing it. <laughs> Some people are just so functional on that state. It blows my yeah, mind. Yeah, not me. <laughs> Not me, I can tell you. You, you give me like, I, I mean, I don't really drink anymore, but um, I, I just become completely uncoordinated with almost anything. So yeah, to do that, that's like a recipe for disaster. I mean, um, to try to, you know, play bass, stay on time, listen to, and then yeah, I forget. I just can't do it. I don't, you know, that's just me though. But yeah, some people can can really can really do it. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a there there are the people that can do it, but you know, it's I'm not one of them. Definitely not. So that third folk metal fest, uh, Pocono folk metal yeah. fest, uh, that uh, I I have two quick stories that have nothing to do with anything. First of all, uh, that was the one Mark couldn't play. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we had uh, Sarah from Second Guard yeah. fill in. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought she did great. But, she did but, awesome. uh, she told it, yeah. Well, I think at the end she was like, "Sorry, I messed up so much." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Sarah is the best. I love Sarah. She's so awesome. I mean, see, seeing like, especially this time of year because of St. Patrick's Day, like, like was well, like not maybe this year or last year, but traditionally, I mean. I mean, oh, we're playing four shows today. I'm like, what? I'm like, then, you know, I don't know how she does, but uh, I love her. She's just so awesome. I mean, um, uh, I was like shocked because I I don't think I knew that Mark wasn't going to be there playing with you guys. Because I I don't know if she got there at the same time. She got there early or something like that. And um, I I don't know how I found out, but I. I kind of knew like right before you guys were going on that she was going to be up there filling in. So I was like, wow, that's, it was, it was awesome to see. So, yeah, I think we had one rehearsal with her. We basically dumped a pile of sheet music on her. <laughs> that was also the one where we did our 17 minute long song. And and that's, oh, that's I, mean, right. I say that that's... all the time. I said, if you didn't come, you missed it. I said, <laughs> yep. so you didn't get to see it. I've seen it live. You, should have been there. you know, that, that song, you, you know, it's like, uh, there, there's a huge uh, vocal passage in the middle that yeah. I do, and uh, it's just like keeping all that straight is is so difficult. It's also <laughs> a, it's an odd guitar rhythm too. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah, it's one of those things where you just have to like, uh, completely detach your your. Right. Your, Stop thinking uh, about it. Yeah. It's like muscle. Yeah. Memory. Your hands from everything yeah. else. Yeah. And, uh 
I don't think I've played it right ever since. Was that song even out at that point? Have you guys had, was that even released or anything at that point? No, nope, no one had heard no. it. That's why I, I was trying to remember, like, I was thinking about it after the fact. I'm like, I don't think they've, that's even out. So it was like, that was like, again, that's what's, you know, why I got to go to these, some of these live shows is like, you know, you never know what to expect. And so, that may be the only time you guys ever will play that live and people missed out on it, you know? Yeah. And I think Sarah didn't even have a recording. Did she? Uh, well, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we had, so, so Mark, so we have an in-ear situation going on. Um, right. Uh, and we actually, be, because Sarah had so little time to prepare, because she, she really jumped in like, like real close to the date and learned everything as much as possible. We gave her guide tracks right. uh, in her in-ears. Um, and Mark did have guide tracks for that song. I remember that. So I don't know if that was for demo reasons uh, or if it was because we had already recorded it by that point. I don't, but, but well, it, if there it wasn't was a out. click, if there was a click, we definitely had the, uh, the um, everything sequenced. Oh yeah, yeah, there was, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah. I, so I, I don't know how much was actually on that backing track. Yeah, I don't remember either. Yeah, but so, I just remember, like, uh, I was, I was like, uh, you know, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know how how many people know like your material that that listen to the podcast, but I was like, you guys are playing Old Mead Hall, right? And she's like, no, nah, I didn't have t- a chance to learn that. I'm like, oh, I felt so bad about that. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, honestly, I think it's probably maybe one of the 10 best folk metal tracks of all time. I love that song. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not just blown. I love, especially the re-recorded version when you guys redid the EP. Oh yeah. That was, <laughs> and, uh, oh my God, it just kills the that drumming all, on that just kills. That was all Tim. Tim did a Tim, Tim wrote most of that song. I love. I mean, it's just. Yeah. I mean, there's times where, like, if you hear it one time, it's like you'll play it like five times in a row <laughs> after that. Like, that's. It just, it just gets in your. It's like, oh, I love it so much. That's one of the last times I wrote a violin part because I wrote the violin part on the guitar. Guitar, yeah. And then, yeah. Then when I when I I uh, showed it to them, they're like. This is like impossible. No, they didn't say impossible. They, but it was, it was, it's one of those things that's easy on a guitar and very hard on a violin. And mm. y- you know, those guys, they're, they're just like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll play it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but they're yeah. not happy about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I'm trying to think after that playing, song, I stopped writing to... violin parts for the most part. Well, I'm trying to think of like, the, um, I, I can hear the part in my head. I'm just trying to think of imagining how you would play it on the guitar. So it's like it's like I'm, I'm assuming it's. Uh, I mean, is, is is it multiple multiple strings? It's you know like a uh, an arpeggio yeah, sort of thing. That that is what it is. It's it's lots of string yeah. skipping, and it's just like inconvenient. And, and yeah. <laughs> so I think well the original tuning for it because it wasn't originally in that tuning, if I recall correctly. And it was like more impossible then, or or am I thinking of something else? You might be. I'm not sure. I I, yeah. 
I have a terrible memory, so, yeah, he, which he, is why this podcast helps because I can just go back and listen to go back, you know, yeah, my own like, story yeah. and but, remember. Yeah. There was at least one Eisen, one if not more Eisenhower songs where uh, violin parts were written, but they were in a convenient guitar tuning, but not in a convenient violin tuning. So, but it was like said, the effort- said the guy who writes things in C sharp minor. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, well, see, my problem with writing is that I make everything ridiculously dense, so everybody who mixes our shit hates me. Um. <laughs> oh, I hated you before I mixed it. Was it has nothing to do with the music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely irrelevant. Well, see, it's funny because, Don't- like, you know, I, um, from a bass point of view, I. I don't, I, I, like, I had a, a guitar teacher, like, in high school, and he would always teach me, like, really bizarre things, um, <laughs> not even necessarily, like, music theory stuff, but just, like, weird riffs and things like that, and, um, you know, so I don't think my perception of the way the bass is supposed to be played is, like, anywhere close to anywhere else, you know, anyone else's, because I don't really have, like, a strong music theory background i just play you know i mean i I tend to i think i play it more like a guitar at least from from a um you know like a i don't know like uh like chords and things like that like i i like to play that kind of stuff and arpeggios so it's like i'm not as much of like a um you know uh, I, I guess maybe I'd say I, I tend to want to be more of like a lead player, but I don't necessarily have the chops. So I kind of fall in a weird hole between, you know, a guy that's in the pocket versus like a Billy Sheehan or something like that. I kind of fall in the, I, I like to play really weird chords and arpeggios and just do things that are different, like octaves, like, you know, playing like the low string versus the higher string, that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I know that there's a lot of challenges when it comes to like, you know, playing things that make sense with all everyone else that you're working with. Like I'll, like I've, I've written stuff with guys that I play with in Australia. I do a couple of music projects and I'll send him like YouTube videos of me playing a song that I have in my head. I'll be playing it on bass and he'll, I'll send him a YouTube video and he'll text me back. He's like, what the fuck are you thinking? This, there's no way anyone's ever going to know how to play this. The song just doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so he'll have to kind of try to morph it into something that makes you know, the, you know, some sort of ability to be consumed by humans because it doesn't make any sense. Because I mean, it's like kind of folk metal oriented stuff, or like we uh, do. Um, you know, um, uh, I've got so many weird projects I have. Like we have a, a porno grind. I don't know. That's another genre of music that <laughs> is it's greatly underappreciated. No, dude, that, but, I, that was what I used to listen to in high school. That sort of shit. That nasty, sloppy. Well, shit <laughs> oh my god it's un- i mean i like they'll write the stuff and then you know i'll throw the bass on it and then i'll kind of hear the finished product afterwards and it's like i can't believe i'm a part of this <laughs> it's like it's like uh, it's like heinous some of the stuff is just so brutal but it's oh, fun yeah. to play it's, it's challenging you know um what's your what's your band's name okay uh penetrated nice <laughs> so we um we put out a um <laughs> we put out a split um I guess it would have been last uh, last summer maybe nah, maybe 
might might have been before everything happened. Might might have been in the spring. It was a, a split EP with um, Cuck Lord. I, I found you. <laughs> <laughs> the League of Extraordinary Extraordinary Degenerates. <laughs> um, oh, so wow. yeah, that 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 was a lot of fun to do. But uh, we're gonna have yeah, to link I mean, all this stuff. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's good fun stuff. Good good for the kids. Good for the youth. <laughs> Oh, dude! I, I used to listen but, to. Have uh, you heard of the band Fornicator? You know, yeah, you know Fornicator and Whore and all those. And it's like, I don't know now, especially now that I have children. It's like I don't, I don't know how I feel about listening to this anymore. <laughs> Dad, Why put on Fornicator? Don't mean. <laughs> it's like you know, like he sent me. We have he had shirts printed, and I would never wear this shirt in public ever. Oh God, yeah. He, said, he says, "Dude, I'm sending you the shirt." And I, I had no idea what like was on the shirt. And so I opened the package. I mean, it took like weeks from Australia. And the you know, front has got it's got the logo. You know, it's got the penetrated logo. I'm like, awesome, you know. And I flipped the, the shirt over. <laughs> I can't even believe we're gonna say this. The back of the shirt says <laughs> the back of the shirt says, always go ass to mouth. Oh, I said, no. okay, right in the closet. There we go. I was gonna find a hot spot right in the closet. <laughs> It's never going to see the light of day ever. Oh, but um, it's again, it's fun to play and it's nothing serious. Um, but um, yeah, going back to, to, to bass playing, it's like, you know, it's kind of a love hate thing. I don't have the time to really maybe elevate my playing, but I'm, I'm happy doing it. Like I can still pick it up. And I still have the dexterity to play and stuff. And I can right. play most of the things that I want to. I mean, um, I love playing the Metallica stuff. It's the old Metallica stuff is always the, the most fun to play. Um, and the old maiden stuff. I mean, like the newer maiden isn't really, eh, it doesn't really draw me in, but, um, I know, you know, with you guys, with your, um, uh, discussion about dream theater from the other week, um, I'm a huge old fates warning fan. So I love playing those old fates warning songs, like anything off of, uh, awaken the guardian or specter within those, those albums are just amazing, amazing albums. So, that's what I tend to go to is that or the old Testament stuff. Like, you know, first couple albums, those kind of, I, those kind of bass players. I love old Testament. I, I have a, uh, a guitar with the, uh, souls of black hand, uh, cover hand painted onto it. Oh, I didn't, cool. I bought it used that way. And like, I'm afraid to play it now because yeah. you know, that the paint's been on there for like 25, 30 years. Yeah, you gotta, I got it secondhand. The guitar yeah. was built in 1990s, so I'm like, yeah, terrified to use it. Well, that's like I like I that was the sound like um, I wanted that sound so bad that Greg Christian that poppy bass sound that he had back in the day, and I was like, and I had an, he had an SWR amp, and I was, um, I I was like saving up forever for an SWR and. Um, I finally got one, but then trying to find, I mean, he had an, uh, he was an Ibanez player and, and I could never find the right combination of Ibanez bass and SWR amp that would really sound like what he was doing. Um, except do you remember back that they used to have the Ergodyne basses from yes, uh, Ibanez? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Well, they were like, um, it was like a molded plastic body or something like that. It was really weird. And they oh. played great, but they smelled terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I found a picture of one. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember so, uh, those. 
and he had, I think, an ergodine base. And I remember, like, that was as close as I got to it. I'm still an Ibanez player. I just, I think it's just a great all-around metal base. I have the seven-string, the BDB's uh, seven now, which is a monster to play. It's, it's not. I, I used to have a Conklin, which I, I sadly I sold. It. I wish I still had that, but um, Conklins are beautiful. Um, beautiful instrument. Oh, con- I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean. You know, they're, they're not making that series anymore. The Groove Tools, they used to make a, a version that was kind of an affordable version. Um, but yeah, I ended up selling it a couple of years ago. And I got this, I'm happy with it, but it's it's still not the same. And, and that's always the, been the, the, probably one of the most fun parts about music is trying to find that sound that you want. You know, right. that's like the pursuit of, of a lot of people I know is just trying to find that sound, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, we could go if we if we started started talking about like '80s thrash, we could be on here for <laughs> hours because like that's like. I, yeah, I think we're already on part three. Excellent. <laughs> Another this, round of that. Yeah this this uh this series of episodes will come out over the course of a month, I think. It'll, <laughs> that's all right. Hey, take the month off. <laughs> that's right. It'll, so, it'll it'll give me time to recover from surgeries. <laughs> oh yeah, Mike's having a new face put in, kind of yeah. like that that uh that um that uh Nick Cage and the John Travolta movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry I spoiled your secret, Mike. That you're getting a new face. Oh man, <laughs> and his face came off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so Tim. Tim is only partially joking. I'm getting jaw surgery. Uh, so, really? Oh yeah, yeah. So they're, they're going to bring my upper jaw forward and maybe my lower jaw back a bit. It's going to be, it's going to be horrific. It's like he's going to be able to open bottles just by <laughs> kind of <laughs> jam it oh under God. the teeth. It's like an eight week recovery that sounds, time. Uh, that sounds excruciating. <laughs> this is soon. Yeah. Uh, less. Oh wait. Let's see. See, the 20th it's april well I, okay i'm gonna date the episode but it's april 13th this is my surgery wow. see what happens i hope everyone had a good valentine's day and i'm looking forward <laughs> to saint patrick's day yeah <laughs> wow it's, I, I, good, good luck i mean gosh that sounds serious i mean i hope it's uh oh i, I mean it's uh, well how relevant this is to the podcast it's it's, it's not but we're on episode three so. yeah it's uh my teeth i mean part three my teeth don't fit together like at all ah, so okay. so uh so there's like two teeth in my mouth which touch when i close my when i close my mouth so that'll mm-hmm. fix this will fix that wow you no know, i could wow. just come over with a claw hammer <laughs> yeah yeah or or you could just take up hockey <laughs> right. Use use more straws. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. There you go. Dude, they, they, uh, I, I, so I had to go in for the pre-surgical consult, and they're like, here's what you're going to be eating out of for the first week, and it's like a fucking syringe. <laughs> oh, yeah. <yum. laughs> so it's like, hey, you just kind of like wiggle it into your mouth. Uh, you know, you're going to listen to this episode while you're recovering. And there's gonna you're gonna have blood shooting out of your sewn together mouth. It's gonna be amazing, <laughs> dude, I, dude. I was a, I was awake for my wisdom teeth uh, removal, and I was listening to Sepultura's Arise the entire time. Like so, so, so they they gave me like nitrous, and they're like, you know, this will you know you you'll, you won't you you'll be fine. You know, you won't care. So 
they give me the nitrous and I've, so I've uncharacteristically for folk metal, I've never been drunk or inebriated or anything like that. Right? Like, so, that's so, right. That's right. Sometimes the old meat hall is a lie. For yeah. Mike, at least. Mike likes the bouncer. He's working the door. <laughs> so, so, uh, so they give me the nitrous and, you know, I'm like, Oh, this is, this will be fine. You know, it's totally, totally, totally cool. Uh, and then they start operating for the wisdom teeth removal. And I'm like, this is not fine. <laughs> terrible. I'm uh, not having fun here. No, it, you know, it's like, I'm you know, listening to Max Cavalera, just like shred. It's like, okay, you know, this is cool. And I open my mouth every now and then. And you'd see the doctors like trying to rip teeth out. It's like, yeah, eyes again. That's they got their foot <laughs> on your chest to get leverage. It, it, it was a very, um, it was a very unceremonious procedure. To, to, yeah. see, to see from the first yeah there, there's there's no artistry in it at all <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's very it's just, just get down to it you just crush teeth and get them out. Oh, that's what the if, worst what if this that's surgery is just a ploy to to put your wisdom teeth back in oh that would be, Maybe. That'd be a long con <laughs> <laughs> that's a long that's a long con <laughs> that's Wait, great oh Wait, like 19 years and put them back. They've <laughs> <laughs> been sitting on a jar in a jar. Finally, finally, my machinations come to fruition. <laughs> this is why I got into dentistry. Because <laughs> he seems to really care about his patients. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This the, the, they just got done with those microchips that are going in. <laughs> The tracking devices. Oh god. Yeah, maybe I'm second guessing my surgery now. I don't know. I can't make it. I'm busy. <laughs> wow. Well good luck with that. That's just oh, yeah. wow. I'm 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 morbidly fascinated by how awful it will be. Yeah. You want no. me to film it? I'll film it for you. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'll just take some selfies where apparently my face is gonna swell up, it's gonna be great. Well, use it for artwork for the porno grind band. We'll start. Absolutely, okay. yeah. We're gonna <laughs> where we that. all play bass. <laughs> <laughs> Just different uh, pitch shift. You, you heard it here <laughs> first. <laughs> oh, boy. So my other Pocono Folk Metal Fest three story, which which yeah. pales into comparison to the yeah. the, uh, the, the oral uh, surgery, surgery. <laughs> is uh so Fiacra and I go way back. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so like forever ago, my other band Burning Shadows. Sorry, one of my other bands. <laughs> Sorry, all the other bands. Uh, we went down to Atlanta to play Pathfinder Metal Fest five. And Fiacra was there. And that was the first time we had met them at as Fiacra. But before that, there were another band called Hexen and we played a fest in New Jersey with them. Right. Uh, and I think Ross the boss headlined that fest. Oh. And so we, so like we're in Atlanta and we see these guys. I'm like, they look familiar. (laughs) That's, who are who are and i was like asking greg uh who's the lead guitarist at the time he's he's like i know those guys why do i know those guys so we eventually figured it out and ever since then you know fiacra's been around forever burning shadows has been around forever so every time we get you you know we cross paths all the time 
It's always great to see them. But Matt Wheeler, uh, I forget when this started, but he'd always have a new jug of something. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he uh, ambushed me in the parking lot <laughs> at Pocono Fuck Metal Fest 3. I think it was, it was some kind of mead. I forget if he made it or bought it. <laughs> I, re- I remember it because I, I think I had some of that. Um, I remember this. Because yeah. they opened on Saturday. Yes. And, and I think it must, it must have been Saturday afternoon because I don't think they hung around later in the show. But I, I remember, and I, again, I don't really drink, but I remember taking a swig of something from some. And I just remember it was like, I, I remember like I had to blink a few times to make sure I was still awake. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, yeah. So yeah, that, that was it. You never know how hard it's gonna hit yeah. <laughs> until it hits. Yeah, and uh, seconds like a delayed reaction. Yeah. Well, the other problem is every time I run into him, we got to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> so there's more than a sip. Oh, <laughs> worse. Yeah. Oh, that it's good times. No? And, yeah. And me and Matt are long overdue <laughs> on getting he together. Just, again. Um, he he lives near. I haven't seen him since the show, but I know he lives somewhere here in the lehigh valley i don't know where i mean i just don't you know um i don't really get a chance to see people or i mean you know i'll I'll text people and stuff like that and just say what's up and all that but it's tough to you know try to stay connected unless it's things like festivals or shows so i mean that's i mean i think a lot of people are have been very um you know um you know it's just been like in hibernation mode for a year I mean, yeah, well, just all the more reason to come to po- Pocono Folk Metal Fest 4. There you, that's <laughs> absolutely right. But it's like weird because, like, you know, my uh, my wife's a teacher. I mean, she's been teaching from home. Um, you know, the kids are all virtual. My kids are learning from home. But I mean, I'm, I'm I work in um, pharmaceuticals and uh, wholesale. And the last year has been oh, like the longest <laughs> of my life. I mean, that's why, you know, like. You know, like yesterday, I mean, I, I couldn't believe how, um, I don't know if you want to call it psychic or not, but I mean, it was just a bad day yesterday at work. Just, you know, machines breaking down. So, I mean, we, we, we have a huge distribution hub and, um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're like in the middle of all, all this. I mean, um, with all the, the COVID stuff and all that. And, you know, we, we don't shut down. So it's like. Um, yep. Yeah. Just getting back to like a return to normalcy is going to be just amazing. I mean, just for sanity's sake, cause it's like, you know, I do, I like to do a lot of traveling and stuff like that. I haven't been able to do any of that. And just, you know, just doing simple things like going to the store. It's like a big production, you know, where's my mask? Right. Oh my yeah. God, stay away from me. Don't cough. You know, yeah. um, it's been, it's been brutal. So, um, or if someone's walking towards you and you don't want them to, then start coughing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, you know, the thing, too, is is now that the shots are, are uh, you know, vaccines available, now it's trying to get it. Now it's like, you know, my wife, thankfully, was able to to get one last week. And now it's like, you know, she's got me on a list or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's it's just, uh, you know, just from a year ago, like just how 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 times have just changed and you just don't know how things are ever gonna you know play out so um well by the time this airs you know everyone will have theirs i'm sure oh Mm -hmm. definitely hopefully you know i mean the way it the way you know the things are going i mean you know 
I think what they're talking about May, everyone's going to have it. So yeah, but, uh, it's trending we'll up at least. Well, I think this will yes. be out in May, so we can we can yeah. Yeah. we can check. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go back and we'll we'll review the footage and see <laughs> for sure. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, I I think uh, <laughs> we've hit we've hit all the points I wanted to hit. Mike, did you have anything extra you wanted to hit? Uh, not. Not particularly. No, I, I, sh- I should. I should add the caveat in this episode because we have a whole other subject we need to talk to Jeff about in another series of episodes. Okay. No, I can't. I can't think of anything else. All right, Jeff. Did you want to add anything? Yeah. First, I, I want to you know, thank uh, both of you for having me on. It's been a blast. Glad that we could catch up for a little bit. Um, yeah. As far as the festival uh, goes. Um, I still am posting things on there, um, uh, information about bands that have played in the past. Um, you know, uh, the, the page I had it here is it's on, it's the Facebook page is Pocono folk slash pagan slash Viking metal fest. That's yeah, the one you so, follow. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't look at the other ones. Those are all folk. They're all fe- uh, fake phonies. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I'm still posting information. Uh, what's nice too is like recently, a lot of people have found the page, and I don't know what they're looking for, or um, what they're what they're finding, but uh, or how they're finding it. But I just seen a bunch of likes on the page recently, so which is encouraging too. Um, I'm not going to say it's never going to not happen. I mean, if you know things work out, I I think I would probably do some different things. Um, but uh, I don't see it happening this year. I think next year would be the best, um, you know, possibility of shooting for another one. And then it's just a matter of, you know, who, where, when, all that sort of stuff. So you know, just take, you know, keep, you know, like the Facebook page, and then any news and all that. There will be an event uh, page that would would come up, and uh, you know, all that sort of stuff. So just keep your eyes peeled. And for everyone who's been to the festival. Um, Anyone, all the bands that have played it, uh, thank you all, all the vendors, all the volunteers, and everyone who's helped with it. Thank you so much for all your help over the years, and hopefully uh, we'll get to uh, do it again soon. Thanks for listening to Podcast Them Down. You can find Burning Shadows, Eisenmore, and Recently Vacated Graves on Bandcamp, as well as Facebook, along with Fade to Black, Metallica Tribute, and Podcast Them Down itself. Until next time, keep it metal. Metal.